Dramatis Personae, and Act One of Sir Thomas More by Anthony Munday. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dramatis Personae. Doll Williamson, Roper's Wife, read by Ariel Lipshaw. Francis Dibarda, Harry, Erasmus. Inclination, Hangman, read by David Nicholl. Cavalier, read by Steve Weir. Williamson, Lady Moore, read by Elizabeth Clatt. Sherwin, read by G. M. Perzwara. George Betts, Vice, Bishop of Rochester. Goff, read by Tricia G. John Lincoln, read by Brett Hirsch. The Lord Mayor, read by Ron Altman. Sir Thomas More, read by Larry Wilson. Sjorsby, read by Nigel Carrington. Lifter, Wit, read by Alan Mapstone. Recorder, Robin, Officer, read by Francis Brown. Another, Kit, Randall, Unmanservant, read by Lambda. The Earl of Shrewsbury. Luggins. Porter. Read by Todd. The Earl of Surrey. Read by M.B. Sir Thomas Palmer. Read by Greg Giordano. Sir Roger Songwe. Gentleman Porter. Played by Gwenoe Bryan. Messenger. Lady Mayoress. Read by Michelle Eaton. Clown. Read by Ellie Cat. Sir John Monday. Read by Russell Hughes. Sergeant. Sheriff. Shreve, First Warder, read by Christine G. Crofts, Morris, Player, read by K. Hand. Faulkner, Second Warder of the Tower, read by Rapunzelina. Roper, read by Arnaldo Machado. The Prologue, read by Vin Lucid. Vanity, read by Eden Ray Hedrick. Clerk of the Council, Brewer. Read by Elise Boucher. Daughter, read by Charlotte Duckett. Catesby, second sheriff by Mary Kay. Downs, read by Jake Friedman. Third Water, read by Braze. Poor Woman, by Ethel Boss. Lieutenant, read by Victoria. The Butler, read by Mary J. Horsekeeper, read by Anna Simon. Narrated by David Lawrence. Act One, Scene One, London, a street. Enter at one end John Lincoln, with the two Betses together. At the other end, enters Francis de Bard, and Doll, a lusty woman. He hailing her by the arm. Whither wilt thou hail me? Whither I please. Thou art my prize, and I plead purchase of thee. Purchase of me? Away, ye rascal! I am an honest, plain carpenter's wife and though I have no beauty to like a husband, yet whatsoever is mine scorns to stoop to a stranger. Hand off, then, when I bid thee. Go with me quietly, or I'll compel thee. Compel me, ye dog's face. Thou thinkst thou hast the goldsmith's wife in hand, whom thou enticest from her husband with all his plate, and when thou turnst her home to him again, madest him, like an ass, pay for his wife's board. So will I make thy husband do, if you please me. Enter Cavalier with a pair of doves, 
Williamson the carpenter, and Sherwin following him. Here he comes himself. Tell him so if thou darest. Follow me no further. I say thou shalt not have them. I bought them in Cheapside, and paid my money for them. He did, sir, indeed, and you offer him wrong, both to take them from him, and not restore him his money neither. If he paid for them, let it suffice that I possess them. Beefs and brews may serve such hinds. Are pigeons meat for a coarse carpenter? It is hard when Englishmen's patience must be thus jetted on by strangers, and they not dare to revenge their own wrongs. Lincoln, let's beat them down and bear no more of these abuses. We may not, Betts. Be patient and hear more. How now, husband? What? One stranger take thy food from thee, and another thy wife? By our lady, flesh and blood, I think, can hardly brook that. Will this gear never be otherwise? Must these wrongs be thus endured? Let us step in and help to revenge their injury. What art thou that talkest of revenge? My lord ambassador shall once more make your mare have a check, if he punish thee for his saucy presumption. Indeed, my lord mayor, on the ambassador's complaint, sent me to Newgate one day, because against my will I took the wall of a stranger. You may do anything. The goldsmith's wife and mine now must be at your commandment. The more patient fools are ye both to suffer it. Suffer it? Mend it thou or e, if ye can or dare. I tell thee, fellows, and she were the mayor of London's wife, and I are once in my possession. I would keep her in spite of him that dare say nay. I tell thee, Lombard, these words should cost thy best cape, were I not curbed by duty and obedience. The mayor of London's wife, O oh God, shall it be thus? Why, Betts, am I not as dear to my husband as my lord mayor's wife to him? And wilt thou so neglectly suffer thine own shame? Hands off, proud stranger! Or, by him that bought me, if men's milky hearts dare not strike a stranger, yet women beat them down ere they bear these abuses. Mistress, I say you shall along with me. Touch not, Doll Williamson, lest she lay thee along on God's dear earth. And you, sir, to Cavalier, that allow such coarse kites to carpenters, whilst pigeons, which they pay for, must serve your dainty appetite, deliver them back to my husband again, or all call so many women to mine assistance as will not leave one inch untorn of thee. If our husbands must be bridled by law and forced to bear your wrongs, their wives will be a little lawless and soundly beat ye. Come away, Debard, and let us go complain to my lord ambassador. Exeunt, Embo. Ay, go and send him among us, and we'll give him his welcome too. I am ashamed that free-born Englishmen, having beaten strangers within their own homes, should thus be braved and abused by them at home. It is not our lack of courage in the cause but the strict obedience that we are bound to. I am the goldsmith whose wrongs you talked of, but how to redress yours or mine own is a matter beyond our abilities. Not so, not so, my good friends. I, though a mean man, a broker by profession, and named John Lincoln, have long time winked at all these wild enormities with mighty impatience. And as these two brethren here, Bets by name can witness, with loss of mine own life would gladly remedy them. And he is in a good forwardness, I tell ye, if I'll hit right. As how, I prithee, tell it to Doll Williamson. 
you know the spittle sermons begin the next week i have drawn a bill of our wrongs and the stranger's insolences which he means the preachers shall there openly publish in the pulpit oh but that they would if faith it would tickle our strangers thoroughly ay and if you men durst not undertake it before god we women would take an honest woman from her husband why it is intolerable but how find ye the preachers affected to our proceeding master dr standish hath answered that it becomes not him to move any such thing in his sermon and tells us we must move the mayor and aldermen to reform it and doubts not but happy success will ensue on statement of our wrongs you shall perceive there's no hurt in the bill here's a couple of it i pray ye hear it with all our hearts for god's sake read it reads to you all the worshipful lords and masters of this city that will take compassion over the poor people your neighbours and also the great importable hurts losses and hindrances whereof proceedeth extreme poverty to all the king's subjects that inhabit within this city and suburbs of the same for so it is that aliens and strangers eat the bread from the fatherless children and take the living from all the artificers and the intercourse from all the merchants whereby poverty is so much increased that every man bewaileth the misery of other for craftsmen be brought to beggary and merchants to neediness wherefore the premises considered the redress must be of the common knit and united to one part and as the hurt and damage grieveth all men so must all men see to their willing power for remedy and not suffer the said aliens in their wealth and the natural-born men of this region to come to confusion before god tis excellent and i'll maintain the suit to be honest well say tis red what is your further meaning in the matter what mary list to me no doubt but this will store us with frenzy no whose names we will closely keep in writing and on may-day next in the morning we'll go forth a-maying but make it the worst may-day for the strangers that ever they saw how say ye do ye subscribe or are ye faint-hearted revolters hold thee george bates there's my hand in my heart by the lord i'll make a captain among ye and do somewhat to be talk of for ever after my masters ere we part let's friendly go and drink together and swear true secrecy upon our lives there spake an angel come let us along then exeunt scene two london the sessions house an heiress is drawn and behind it as in sessions sit the lord mayor justice sherby and other justices sheriff moore and the other sheriff sitting by smart is the plaintiff lifter the prisoner at the bar recorder officers having dispatched our weightier businesses we may give ear to petty felonies master sheriff moore what is this fellow my lord he stands indicted for a purse he hath been tried the jury is together who sent him in that did i my lord had he had right he had been hanged ere this the only captain of the cut-purse crew what is his name as his profession is lifter my lord one that can lift a purse right cunningly and is that he accuses him the same my lord whom by your honour's leave i must say somewhat too because i find in some respects he is well worthy blame 
good master justice shoresby speak your mind we are well pleased to give you audience hear me smart thou art a foolish fellow if lifter be convicted by the law as i see not how the jury can acquit him i'll stand to it thou art guilty of his death my lord that's worthy the hearing listen then good master more i tell thee plain it is a shame for thee with such a sum to tempt necessity no less than ten pounds sir will serve your turn to carry in your purse about with ye to crake and brag in taverns of your money i promise ye a man that goes abroad with an intent of truth meeting such a booty may be provoked to that he never meant what makes so many pilferers and felons but such fond baits that foolish people lay to tempt the needy miserable wretch ten pounds odd money this is a pretty sum to bear about which were more safe at home for god twere well to find years much more lord mayor and more whisper to the relief of the poor prisoners to teach ye be more careful of your own in sooth i say ye were but rightly served if ye had lost as much as twice ten pounds good my lord sooth a point or two for once only to try conclusions in this case content good master moore we'll rise awhile and till the jury can return their verdict walk in the garden how say ye justices we like it well my lord we'll follow ye Exeunt Lord Mayor and Justices. Nay, plaintiff, go you too, and officers. Exeunt Smart. Stand you aside and leave the prisoner to me a while. Lifter, come hither. What is your worship's pleasure? Sirrah, you know that you are known to me, and I have often saved ye from this place since first I came in office thou seest beside that justice suresby is thy heavy friend by all the blame that he pretends to smart for tempting thee with such a sum of money i tell thee what devise me but a means to pick or cut his purse and on my credit and as i am a christian and a man i will procure thy pardon for that jest good master shreve seat not my overthrow you know sir i have many heavy friends and more indictments like to come upon me you are too deep for me to deal with all you are known to be one of the wisest men that is in england i pray ye master sheriff go not about to undermine my life lifter i am true subject to my king thou much mistake me and for thou shalt not think i mean by this to hurt thy life at all I will maintain the act when thou hast done it. Thou knowest there are such matters in my hands. As if I pleased to give them to the jury, I should not need this way to circumvent thee. All that I aim at is a merry jest. Perform it, lifter, and expect my best. I thank your worship. God preserve your life. But Master Justice Shoresby is gone in. I know not how to come near where he is. Let me alone for that. I'll be thy setter i'll send him hither to thee presently under the colour of thine own request of private matters to acquaint him with if ye do so sir then let me alone forty to one but then his purse is gone 
well said but see that thou diminish not one penny of the money but give it me it is the cunning act that credits thee i will good master sheriff i assure ye exeunt more i see the purpose of this gentleman is but to check the folly of the justice for blaming others in a desperate case wherein himself may fall as soon as any to save my life it is a good adventure silence there ho now doth the justice enter enter justice sherby now sirrah now what is your will with me wilt thou discharge thy conscience like an honest man what sayest to me sirrah be brief be brief as brief sir as i can aside if ye stand fair i'll be brief anon speak out and mumble not what sayest thou sirrah sir i am charged as god is my comfort with more than's true sir sir ye are indeed with more than's true for you are flatly charged with felony you're charged with more than truth and that is theft more than a true man should be charged with all thou art a varlet that's no more than true trifle not with me do not do not sirrah confess but what thou knowest i ask no more there be sir there be if it please your worship there be varlet what be there tell me what there be come off or on there be what be there knave there be sir diverse cunning fellows that while you stand and look em in the face will have your purse art an honest knave tell me what are they where they may be caught ay those are they i look for you talk of me sir alas i am puny there's one indeed goes by my name he puts down for all purses he'll steal your worship's purse under your nose ha <laughs> art thou so sure varlet well well be as familiar as thou wilt my knave tis this i long to know and you shall have your longing ere ye go this fellow sir perhaps will meet ye thus or thus or thus and in kind compliment pretend acquaintance somewhat doubtfully and these embraces serve ay marry lifter wherefore serve they shrugging gladly only to feel whether you go under sail or no or that your lading be aboard your bark in plainer english lifter if my purse be stored or no ye have it sir excellent excellent then sir you cannot but for the manner's sake walk on with him for he will walk your way alleging either you have much forgot him or he mistakes you but in this time has he my purse or no not yet sir fie aside no nor i have not yours enter lord mayor and company but now we must forbear my lord's return a murren on it lift a will more anon ay thou sayest true there are shrewd knaves indeed he sits down but let me gull them widgeon me rook me fop me if faith if faith they are too short for me knaves and fools meet when purses go wise men look to their purses well enow more aside lifter is it done lifter aside done master shreve and there it is aside then build upon my word i'll save thy life lifter stand to the bar the jury have returned the guilty thou must die according to the custom Look to it, Master Shrove. Then, gentlemen, as you are wont to do, because as yet we have no burial place, 
what charity your meanings to bestow toward burial of the prisoners now condemned let it be given there is first for me and there for me and me body of me my purse is gone gone sir what here how can that be against all reason sitting on the bench lifter i talked with you you have not lifted me huh suspect ye me sir oh what world this is but hear ye master sirsby are ye sure ye had a purse about ye sure master shreve as sure as you are there and in it seven pounds odd money on my faith seven pounds odd money what were you so mad being a wise man and a magistrate to trust your purse with such a liberal sum seven pounds odd money for god it is a shame with such a sum to tempt necessity i promise ye a man that goes abroad with an intent of truth meeting such a booty may be wrought to that he never thought what makes so many pilferers and felons but these fond baits that foolish people lay to tempt the needy miserable wretch should he be taken now that has your purse i stand to it you are guilty of his death for questionless he would be cast by law twere a good deed to find ye as much more to the relief of the poor prisoners to teach ye lock your money up at home well master moore you are a merry man i find ye sir i find ye well enough nay ye shall see sir trusting thus your money and lift her here in for trial for like case but that the poor man is a prisoner it would be now suspected that he had it thus may ye see what mischief often comes by the fond carriage of such needless sums believe me master shoresby this is strange you being a man so settled in assurance will fall in that which you condemned in other well master sirsby there's your purse again and all your money fear nothing of more wisdom still keeps the mean and locks the door scene three london a state apartment enter the earls of shrewsbury and surrey sir thomas palmer and sir roger cholmley my lord of surrey and sir thomas palmer might i with patience tempt your grave advice i tell ye true that in these dangerous times i do not like this frowning vulgar brow my searching eye did never entertain a more distracted countenance of grief than i have late observed in the displeased commons of the city tis strange that from his princely clemency so well a tempered mercy and a grace to all the aliens in this fruitful land that this high-crested insolence should spring from them that breathe from his majestic bounty that fattened with the traffic of our country already leaps into his subject's face yet sherwin hindered to commence his suit against debard by the ambassador by supplication made unto the king who having first enticed away his wife and got his plate near worth four hundred pound to grieve some wronged citizens that found this vile disgrace oft cast into their teeth of late sues sherwin and arrested him for money for the boarding of his wife the more knave barred that using sherwin's goods 
doth ask him interest for the occupation i like not that my lord of shrewsbury he's ill-bested that lends a well-paced horse unto a man that will not find him meet my lord of sully will be present still ay being then employed by your honours to stay the broil that fell about the same whereby persuasion i enforced the wrongs and urged the grief of the displeased city he answered me and with a solemn oath that if he had the mayor of london's wife he would keep her in despite of any english tis good sir thomas then for you and me your wife is dead and i a bachelor if no man can possess his wife alone i am glad sir thomas palmer i have none if i take a wife i shall find a mate and reason good sir roger chumley too if these hot frenchmen needsly will have sport they should in kindness yet defray the charge tis hard when men possess our wives in quiet and yet leave us in to discharge their diet my lord Acatours shall not use the market for our provisions, but some stranger now will take the victuals from him he hath brought. A carpenter, as I was late informed, who having bought a pair of doves in cheap, immediately a Frenchman took them from him, and beat the poor man for resisting him. And when this fellow did complain his wrongs, he was severely punished for his labor. But if the English blood be once put up, as I perceive their hearts already full, I fear me much before their spleens be cold some of these saucy aliens for their pride will pay for it soundly wheresoe'er it lights this tide of rage that with the eddy strives i fear me much will drown too many lives now afore god your honours pardon me men of your praise and goodness are to blame i tell you true my lords that in that his majesty is not informed of this base abuse and they wrongs the other to his subjects. For if he were, I know his gracious wisdom would soon redress it. Enter a messenger. Sirrah, what news? None good, I fear. My lord, ill news and worse, I fear, will follow, if speedily it be not looked unto. The city is in an uproar, and the mayor is threatened if he come out of his house. A number poor artificers are up in arms, and threaten to avenge their wrongs. We feared what this would come unto. This first of the doctors publishing the bill of bonks in poic of the spittle. That Dr. Beale may chance beshrew himself for reading of the bill. Let us go gather forces to the mayor, for quick suppressing this rebellious rout. Now I bethink myself of Master Moore, one of the sheriffs, a wise and learned gentleman, and in especial favour with the people. He, backed with other grave and sober men, may by his gentle and persuasive speech perhaps prevail more than we can with power believe me but your honour well advises let us make haste for i do greatly fear some of their graves this morning's work will bear exeunt end of act one